<laughs> What's up, good people? It's Tony Baker here, and it's time for another session of that verbal cardio. Man, I'm back again, man. That man. The thing about verbal cardio, man, it's a journey. It's a journey, man. I'm trying to. When I started out with ver- verbal cardio, I was way more consistent. I was doing it. It was no no visual component. The visual component adds a lot that, you know, I got to do, get done. You know, you want a certain look and you want to keep the consistency of the look. When I was doing it with no visual early on, it was just me, a microphone, and my laptop. And I had the, you know, the software and everything. It was boom. I throw that up and then I could do that all the time. I can do it in any city, whatever the case may be. So now, you know, when people want the, they want the audio and the visual, it changes. So then when we first started the YouTube, I was doing it in the kitchen, uh, you know, verbal cardio. I was still doing it on a regular basis. And then, you know, life happens, you know, no excuses, no excuses, but, um, you know, it just fell by the wayside. Then I would try to bring it back, you know, via, you know, me doing it at home in the living room or just like wherever I could. And then so now, you know, with the help of Cam, you know, the magic man behind the behind the camera, uh, I'm going to try to be more consistent with the audio visual experience of verbal cardio, man. Plus, you know, I got daddy issues going, so... And I've been touring a lot, so it's been busy, which is good, which is good. But, you know, my co-host Water is still always in the building. You know what I'm saying? Water is the co-host of the year. It should, Water should be everybody's co-host in life. Y'all need to build your relationship with Water. Mm. Mm. And I say this every episode of Verbal Cardio, man, drink more water. It's the reason we exist. Respect it. Y'all not putting enough respect on on water's name out here, you know what I mean? Y'all y'all respecting coffee and soft drinks and beverages to the highest degree, but then y'all look at water like it's a burden. If water was like, "Yo, I'm done with y'all," and we out of here, man, one at a time, slowly but surely, we out of here, man. Um, anyway, man, I'm back. Verbal cardio. I posted on, on on social media. I was like, if y'all got any questions for me for verbal cardio, let me know. And y'all didn't really show up with the questions. Y'all just using me for voiceovers at this point, man. Cause like you know, I asked y'all to send me questions, and uh, I got a good five questions in this in this thing. I'm like, man, y'all just cold with it. Y'all y'all don't want to y'all don't want the verbal cardio back in action. I see, you know. So I was like, all right, I'll see how it is, you know. So I'm going to just talk anyway, man. Uh, I just got back from Orlando, Florida. Florida just had um, a hurricane scare. The Bahamas just got it. Oh, man, they they got put through the ringer by Hurricane Dorian, and then it just went up the side along the Carolinas and stuff like that. So I was going to Orlando. I could have been going into the disaster zone had – had the uh, hurricane stayed on the initial course that they had, you know, projected, it would have went, you know, straight on through. Orlando would have got hit. And so, you know, I was like, 
I didn't even think I was going to be doing shows in Orlando this weekend, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, I was really worried about the safety of, you know, people more so than my shows. I'll be all right. If if the shows didn't happen this weekend, I would have been all right. I would have been more concerned with y'all. But it was funny just seeing how the people of Florida were just chill about, you know, the hurricane season. Like, they do this every year. This is nothing new to them. They were just like, yeah, yeah, we're out. We thought we wasn't going to be out this weekend, but here we are. You know, it's real, like, laid back. And it's, it's just funny putting actual faces to, to the people that would have been in the danger zone. You know, when you're watching CNN or whatever, you just like, oh, it's a level six. We've never seen anything like it. Pray for Florida, y'all. And then when I'm in Florida looking at you in the eyes, it's just like, I was just happy I can still keep my hair appointment on Wednesday because it never showed up. I'm just happy that because to them it was just an inconvenience on, on their lives. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're happy it didn't come, but, man, I canceled my appointment. Now I can't get back in there because Dorian's going to change his mind. I was just like, wow, y'all are just, you know, really inconvenienced by a storm. Then you, I never got the people that, you know, they just, I ain't leaving. I, I never got the I ain't leaving mentality. Like, when you got a natural disaster coming your way and you sitting there talking about, I ain't leaving. Leave. What 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 point are you proving by staying? The I ain't, I, don't, I don't get the I ain't leaving mentality. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hurricane winds are coming to black. They, they could tear your house to shreds. What are you doing by staying there? Are you going to fight the storm? Are you going to wrestle the hurricane down and show them who's boss? Are you gonna do oh him or her? Because they always change the gender of the hurricane. Is that what is that is that what your plan is? You gonna show the hurricane who's boss? That hurricane doesn't give a damn about you. The hurricane has no ego. The hurricane's not like oh oh that's that's Mister Randy man. He ain't gonna play no games. I'm gonna just speed past his house. No, that that hurricane's coming through you and that house. And if your house had the choice whether to leave or stay, your house is leaving. Your house would pack up and leave. Your house would be like, I'm out of here. Hand me that garage. I'm out. So please leave. Don't don't prove a point. Don't do any of that. Leave, man. Get to safe ground, man. I I, I never got that mentality, man. And I've been in some natural disasters. Not been in them, but close to. Like, you know, I lived in New Mexico. They get tornadoes in Clovis, New Mexico because it's flat. And so summertime, you can get... They got tornadoes all in that panhandle area, and, you know, I saw a tornado with my own eyes. I'll never forget it. I'll be like, yo, as long as I live. Seeing seeing a tornado in the flesh with your own eyes, that's – you never forget that visual. And when I looked over there and saw it, I was like, I'm dead. I'm a dead man. It's right there. But it never came over there. It's almost surreal. It's almost – it look it's beautiful though, but it looks like it's it's not moving when it is. It's crazy. I was like, yo, this is insane. And ever since then, I, I had a new respect for like nature and what what's capable of. Cause her earthquakes out here, you don't get the heads up. You just chilling, living your life, and then all of a sudden you just shimmying through the house. Your bowl of cereal is all over the living room now. You know what I mean? No warning, no, you know, at least with hurricanes, you got five days to get the hell out of here. Trust us. But, you know, earthquakes come come out of nowhere. And so, but, man, they, they were good shows in Florida, man. Florida's hot, too, man. It was, 
I was out there sweating to the oldies, man. I was greasy as hell because I went to Gatorland. I went to Gatorland, so I was outside for an extended period of time. And when I tell you I was drenched, I was like, y'all do this all the time? Nah, man. I can't do the Florida life, man. It's too hot. Like hot and humid? Oh, man, I can't do it. But I get it, man. People go down there for the And I think I, I breathe better in humidity, but, man, listen. That was just too – I was soaked. I was like, oh, hell no. My bad, Cam. I got loud on that one. You know, um, I was soaked. Uh, but Orlando was good. The shows, it was a great turnout. You know, 900-something people came out and paid money to see us. So that, that was a good thing. It was more people that came out total, but I look at the actual ticket count of people that actually purchased tickets. It was 900 and something for the whole weekend. I'm like, man, thank y'all, man. That's that's love, man. You know, and if you're a big-time comedian, oh, 900 and something, that's small potatoes. But for me, that's a lot. And so I appreciate everybody that came out to the shows in Orlando, Florida. Shout-out to Orlando, Florida, man. You know what I'm saying? It's funny, like, I didn't know – I didn't know my geography like that of, of where Orlando was actually placed within the state. Like, if you're not from a state, you don't know where nothing is. Let's be honest. Like, everybody, you know, I could tell you where the states are on a map, roughly, but I got to be looking at the actual map. I got to be looking at the state shapes and then boom, boom. I can't tell you. So I couldn't tell you where Orlando was in the grand scheme of things. Like, everything's by Miami if you're not from Florida. You're like, yeah, Orlando down there by Miami. You know, Orlando and then the Florida Keys are right inside Miami. And then you got Tallahassee underneath Orlando. And then you got, you know, you don't know, you don't know nothing. Daytona Beach is right there in the center of Florida, even though it's called the beach. We don't know anything if we're not from that state. So you got to give people some leeway on that. Like, y'all don't know what's over Nebraska right now. Y'all don't – Cam, what state is over Nebraska? To the immediate north of Nebraska. Oh, Cam might actually know this. Like, you're at gunpoint. Do you know what's directly above Nebraska? <laughs> he tried to piece it together. He got his hands moving. He says it one of the Dakotas. Well, shoot, we could look, man. You know what I'm saying? Let's see. U.S. state map. Let's see. It could be, you know, it could be. Nebraska, right over Nebraska. Yep, South Dakota. Well, Cam actually knew, so he just he just shredded my point. You shredded my point, Cam. God damn it. But uh yeah, it's one of the I didn't know that, you know. Yep, Nebraska, South Dakota, and they, everybody should know what's over South Dakota. That's a that's an easy win. But okay, all right. Well, you you proved me wrong, Cam. Damn it, God damn it. Anyway, Florida was fantastic, man. I'd love to go out. I'll go back out there again at the end of uh, November. I'll be in uh, Tampa at the Tampa Improv. So if you're out that way, you know, because Tampa's right over underneath in between Miami and like Orlando it's like right in the I don't know what Tampa is but pull up though we'll be out there um also like you know when I flew back um you know every time I get back home you know I try to get back in the gym try to get back into the swing of things I'll be tired though when I get home because I constantly running around and then uh 
you know, trying to get stuff done. When I'm at home, man, there's errands. Sit, I'll be running errands like a mug when I get home. I saw it this weekend. You know, I'm about to re- drop the review on the YouTube page soon. So I saw it chapter two. Um, uh, I kind of want to drop the review first before I really go into it on here. Because what I used to do on Verbal Cardio, I used to do like a movie review. Um, not really like a review, but I would talk about a movie and then go into like other elements of life um, as I as I talk about the movie. And then I would just do it. I, you know, I'll probably still use that same format you know, going back into verbal cardio, but I'm going to start that up on the next episode. Um, I do want to address a couple questions that were asked, you know, the few people that showed up with the questions. This one uh, from LaFemme Nikita on Instagram, LaFemme underscore Nikita. Appreciate you for asking the question. Experience Experiences with the paranormal, seeing ghosts, having a moment of clairvoyance. Heard my mom praying and crying while I was asleep one night, and I drifted back to sleep only to have her wake me up and say, pray for your dad. I didn't know why, but I did, as I was told, and didn't even know when I fell back asleep. She woke me up in the morning for school, and as I was getting ready, I remembered she woke me up to pray. I asked her where was daddy as she was making breakfast, and she said, I don't know. I kept cooking. About 20 minutes or so later, a wrecker pulls up at our house with my dad's mangled old red Toyota Corolla on the bed. I saw that car and just knew my dad was dead. I stared at it with my heart stopped until I saw my dad hop out of the passenger side of the wrecker. Not a scratch on him. To this day, if you catch my dad in a good mood, he will tell you the cat was going to go over a precipice where he would have died until a figure in white pushed or pushed slash bumped the car into the only light post on that road for half a mile. So according to this story, wow, first of all, the film the key to this story is incredible. Like, you know, I'm glad your dad is still here. That is amazing. And the fact that her dad said a figure in white pushed slash bumped the car into the only light post. This is to say that her dad was saved by a figure in white, guardian angels. You know, uh, do y'all believe in them? Do you think we all have guardian angels out here? You know, are they out here to, to watch over us, protect us? And what I can also get from this is the power of prayer, you know, uh, you know, the power of prayer, did that work? Did them praying did them praying for her dad, you know, send the figure in white to push the vehicle into, you know, safer ground? That's crazy, man. Um, do y'all believe in that? Do y'all believe in like, you know, guardian angels? My mom has a story and I might have told I might have mentioned this on on one of my rural cardios in the past, but my mom told me a story about her Aunt Louise and like, you know, and this is why to this day I believe in ghosts, even though I'm not sure if I've seen one or not, um, but I'm fascinated by the paranormal. She told me that one night <clears throat> she was very <clears throat> she was very close with her Aunt Louise. And so her Aunt Louise had recently passed or whatever, and she was uh she was leaving another family member's house uh really late at night this is chicago and 
she was walking home, and this my mom was younger then, and I want to say she was might she might have been a teen around this time, and so she was walking home, and a guy was following my mom, and so she was, you know, my mom is very observant. She's very like on point when it comes to navigating through the city. She's always been that way. She's like, you know, even even when like it'd just be me and her, you know, going through the city riding the L or whatever. If somebody came up and she sensed danger, she would cuss you out in a hot minute. She would just just leave us alone. I've seen her do it several times. So she's very much in tune with her surroundings. So a guy's following her. It's 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 nighttime. So she's like, Oh Lord, please, you know, don't don't let something happen to me tonight. I don't know who this is following me, but I'm being followed now. So she's walking, she's walking, and then she noticed that <clears throat> as she's walking, there was like a little glow um, towards the bottom of her feet that she would she wouldn't directly look at, but she she just kept walking and like you know praying that the guy behind her you know would just go away. So she noticed a glow towards the bottom of her feet, and the guy just took off running. He just took off running, and she said that glow stayed with her until she got on the bus. And so um, and she she kind of looked down, and she could see, like, she saw, like, the, 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 the visual, like, the house shoes and kind of like the nightgown that her Aunt Louise used to wear all the time. And so... She and she felt very calm, very reassured, and never really fully looked directly at what was going on right there. But she just felt the calming effect of that light, and she got on the bus. And the the, the guy that would do her harm took off running, man. And like, yo, that she told me that story, and I was like, yo, ghosts are really out here. And so, like, growing up, you know, I was always on the hunt, like. Not on the on the straight up hunt to where I would do crazy stuff by myself. Like I wouldn't say Bloody Mary in the mirror by myself. I wouldn't do the the cat. I remember one time I would hear like scary Bloody Mary stories. Like they would they would be like, you know, if you say Bloody Mary, if you ever say Bloody Mary in the mirror, she stays in your mirror. Like once you call her, anytime you in there with the light off, she will always be in your mirror. Or like Bloody Mary was just a when you throw the water droplets on the mirror and you say her name, the droplets turn into blood. Like she doesn't actually appear, but the blood droplets do a little something. And so I was like, but I was ne- I never had the guts to do any of this by myself. Like you, we would always talk about it and like get togethers at Veronica's house. And like, you know, we would just be like, yo, let's do something scary. Like we were always, we were the kids that was always down to do something scary. You know, um, I don't know if y'all know this about me. I moved to Clovis, New Mexico when I was in high school. And so, um, you know, when teens hang out, you either you either drinking, partying or whatever. And so when you're in a small town, sometimes you just want to do something fun. And so we would do like scary stuff. We would go to abandoned factories on the edge of town or like, you know, and so. One night we we called ourselves piling into the bathroom and was doing the Bloody Mary in the mirror. But it was like nine of us piled up in the bathroom, squeezed in and kind of saying it, silly, laughing. Here's the thing. When you do scary adventures, everybody has to take it seriously. You got to 
you got to go in there. I, I don't like doing scary adventures with people that play too much, if you get what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm not saying you got to be, like, serious. And, I'm just saying don't, don't, be, don't be doing jump scares. Like, when we going down into a creepy well, don't be like, yeah, don't. This ain't the time for that. I, I, I will shove you down in this well right now. I will sock you in the face. You'll lose me as a friend if you're playing too much. When we're in neck deep into the scary adventure, do not play games. Hey, we got to stick together. We got to be focused. We got to be serious business. We got to be on alert and ready to run at a moment's notice. I don't need you playing around in the background. So take all that into consideration when we piled up in the bathroom talking about Bloody Mary and I'm in the back of the pile. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not the front one at the mirror, but I'm seriously on the edge. Like, like if it was like a movie poster of us piled in and the, and the cameras, the mirror, you would see me in the bottom left corner of the movie poster down there where they put the, the film rating in the cast. Like it'd be like Columbia pictures over my face looking at the mirror, you know what I mean? But we were too silly. Like, it, it wasn't enough serious focus in there. Because they say when you do the Bloody Mary, you got to be serious and focused. So we, and then when we got to the third one, we just piled out of the bathroom. It was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Crazy, right? And so I don't think we really fully di did it any justice because we were too, you know, silly and scared. But within that, I was dead serious on the side. I was just shook. So, and I'm a fan of scary adventures. To this day, I'm 42 years old. I'm still down for the scary adventure. And so is my oldest son, Serene. So is my girl, Sabrina. So, you know, we're always down for stuff like that. But, but you just can't be playing. Like, it's serious business when we're going in here, man. No, no jokes, no games. Don't be hiding. If you go missing and I call you and you don't answer, you're getting left. I'm not going to be looking for you. I'm not going to be. And if you didn't drive, guess what? You stuck at this abandoned factory on the edge of town because you was playing. I'm not I'm not playing no games out here. I'm all for the scary adventure, but no. And I remember my introduction to a Ouija board. Now, a Ouija board happened. Um, I'm, I've never actually done the Ouija board thing. Uh, I've only, you know, we was at a party one time. They pulled out the Ouija board. And me and my boy Mario was like, oh, hell no. They just pulled out the Ouija board? And so we kind of, we, we were kind of watching them. But we were on edge. We were by the door just in case anything cracked off. We was just like, hell no. So we, we was posted up. And this was in the trailer. And so we were posted up. And I'm like, yo, they really doing the Ouija board. And one of the candles blew out. We got the hell out of Dodge. Me and Mario teleported out of that trailer 15 miles away in seconds. We was out of there. We was like, hell no. So the Ouija board, I do not trust. I don't trust it, I'm sure. And if y'all are watching this episode, if you got any Ouija board stories or any Bloody Mary stories, I would love to hear them. But a part of me, you know what I'm saying, a part of me is too scary to do ghost adventures because I don't play around. Like, you know, I don't know if I really do my full investigative reports because I teleported, you know, because I'll teleport in a minute. But, man, let me tell you something. And then there's a thing called, uh, we used to do this game with pencils called, uh, I forget what we called it. 
but you take six unsharpened pencils, okay? And apparently they answer questions accurately. Now, I was like, what? Whatever. So what you do is, like, you hold, you take six unsharpened pencils. Each person, you do it one-on-one with another person. Each person holds three three pencils, and you hold it like you got the, you got the pencil in the center here, and then you do the other two pencils on the side, so like this. So it's going to be like this. So I'll be holding three pencils like this, and then you hold the other three, and we connect the ends that point to each other, like a field goal post turn like this. And so the ends come together like this. And so from there, and while they're connected, you ask questions. And so then, and it, I've done this, and it, it's it's been accurate. You ask the pencils questions, and then if they go up, that's a yes. A down is no. Uh, if it goes inside, that's an I don't know. If, and if it goes outside, whoever you're getting these answers from, is getting upset. I was like, wait, what? Whatever. And so I tried it, and the pencils really did move. I was like, nah, yes. And I don't know, maybe maybe it was us unconsciously moving forward and pushing the pencils. Nah, I remember sitting, sitting still, being a skeptic, and the pencils were moving. And then the questions... The questions we were I was asking questions I knew the answer to, and they were accurate answers. I was like, hell no. And so I did this a couple times. I did it like a few times. And uh, the last time I ever did it, we was at a, a co-worker of mine at Dairy Queen. Her name was Lisa, I think. We went to her apartment. We were doing the pencils and um, doing the pencils. That sounds like a funny term. We were doing the pencil thing, and a window in her bedroom just broke. It just broke. And where her apartment was, there was nothing back there. Like, there's nothing. Like, if you look out the back window, it's just a field. And so we heard the window break. We all go in there, and then we look out, and there's, there's nobody around. And so we're just like, yeah, uh, I'm kind of done with the pencils. And I haven't done the pencils since then. Um, matter of fact, uh, I remember that night, my boy Mario was there. Man, Mario, me and Mario was tight. Mario, I asked Mario, hey, hey man, you going to stay the night in my house tonight? And we was we was shook that night. We was up late. We were playing Twisted Metal on PlayStation. We were just uh, You remember that game, Cam? Twisted Metal. We were up super late. I was like, hell no. That, that window just broke mid-game. And I already told you, like, you know, when it goes a certain way, it's getting upset. I, let me tell you something. Because the pencil game sounded low-key like a Ouija board spirit that you're dealing with. And so I was like, and you know what I'm saying? Like, what 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 was doing that? Like, what was causing the pencils to move up and down like that? I don't know, man. Or maybe the, if you got the scientific explanation on pencils, unsharpened, unused pencils moving up and down when you put them together let me know fill me in right now because maybe they just naturally do it when you hold them together for a certain amount of time maybe there's some kind of magnetic element with the lead that's used and the i don't know i i didn't do the investigative reports then i wasn't this was like 
This was like 96. So, you know, I wasn't on Google then. I don't know. But, man, listen. That. And also, if you if you down to try it, try it and let me know what happened. Let me know, you know, what happened when you tried it. Fill me in. Because, man, I retired. I was like, I don't know. But I'm kind of down to do it again just to see if, it, you know, maybe maybe my teenage eyeballs was tripping. I'm down to do it as a grown man. Not in my house, though. I got I to gotta be somewhere else. Because if there is a spirit connected to the pencils, I don't want that spirit lingering around my apartment. Plus, I got cats, too. They don't need the stress. Because, you know, they say cats can see, you know, ghosts and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't want Midnight and Dapper out here stressed because now we got an extra spirit in the house. And they got to deal with that spirit when we go on and out of town. And the apartment's dark and the spirit's looking at them. And they looking at the spirit. It's like they don't deserve that. So, you know, I would have to do it somewhere else. Then it would suck if I did it somewhere else. And then the spirit comes home with me, and I'm just like, oh, now Sabrina got to deal with the spirit and, like, you know, the cats. and It's just a whole thing. And then you're cooking food, and then the spirit's tasting it, like, you know, and having you add extra ingredients that's not even good. Because you don't know when the spirit died, you know. They could be in here with the old school ingredients. You got to put licorice in this. Like, licorice? Who's cooking with that? You know, I don't know. It's a whole thing. Anyway, man, uh, let me know. Share some scary stories with your boy, too. Um I'll be posting this uh, full episode on my Patreon page. I'll be posting, like, you know, preview clips on my uh, my Instagram. So if you got any questions on that, let me know in the comments section on Patreon or on the gram. Let me know. Uh, verbal cardio, man. I'm trying to stick to it this time and really, 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 really put these out on a regular basis, man. I want y'all to hold me accountable. Uh, we back. Uh, I, th- I want to thank y'all for listening as always. Thank you for supporting. And thank you for even asking about verbal cardio every chance you get, man. I super appreciate that. And uh, I want to hear y'all scary stories too, man. Let me know, man. And uh, thank you for tuning in to another session of that verbal cardio.